0: and while you're there subscribe to us via your favorite network now sit back tune in and get ready to meet this week's guest
1: hello again and welcome to another episode of the spotlight on speaking show with Brett Ridgway I am the aforementioned Brett Ridgway and I'm excited to welcome as my guest today James Lamb now James is a founder of Look Ahead Marketing but before creating LAM he was in the corporate world And then he became an entrepreneur. He started several companies and had some successes and some failures, which is the story of most entrepreneurs. He started Look Ahead Marketing to help early stage entrepreneurs learn from what he had done right and what he had learned and gained from mistakes so that they could move forward on the path to success with their businesses. He has a unique program called Super Powered Business Success in which he works with hundreds of heart-centered, mission-driven entrepreneurs to help, them, to help them create a business around their unique gift, he teaches them how to find leads, the secrets of conversion, and have their own inspiring stories by choosing courage and finding success. Welcome, James Lamb, to the Spotlight on Speaking show.
2: Thanks, Brett. It's good to be here. You've been bugging me to, to, to sign on for
1: months now. Well, you know, I know you're a busy man. Sometimes we just have to be persistent. So this <laughs> does pay off in any business endeavor, correct? That is that is very true,
2: my friend. We we were just chatting and, and you know your clients don't don't exactly what I know, but you know, it's an interesting question because you asked, did you hit your goal? And the answer that I said is no, I didn't. We had what's called a three-day event and 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 we sell a bunch off that. And and I also said that there was a lot of learning and you know the failing from it if you want to call it failing, started months before the actual implementation. So one of the things you talked about is, is, you know, persistence and failing forward. And that's exactly what we have here.
1: Well, there's a valuable lesson there for everybody. And certainly as one is looking to build their speaking career, persistence is a key. But let's talk about your speaking career a little bit more, James. So, I mean, you're in look ahead marketing now, but you had other businesses before then. In which business did you first start to utilize speaking as one of your marketing tools,
2: well, it really you know, Brent, it's an interesting question. It was really this one. So look ahead marketing is really where and 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 let me let me give some context to this, okay? So look ahead marketing, we turn over around about uh, a million. We'll do more than a mil this year. And uh, bef- this is the by far the most successful uh, this is by far the most successful business we've had. And a, a bunch of it is because of that speaking engagement, right? So, I used to. There's, there's two other businesses that come to mind uh, when we, when I look back. So there's teaching people how to use their camera, learn photography company, which we just sold in 2023, and uh, also what's called uh, B Social YYC, which is essentially a market like a marketing agency that I half owned. And the reason why I'm talking about this is this, you know, the photography company. We never really scaled properly because we didn't speak. And the marketing agency, we actually tried to actively run away from work. And this one in Look Ahead Marketing is actually where, you know, I will jump at speaking gigs uh, as many as I can as long as it makes sense, right? Because for us, at the end of the day, we have a great message out there. We inspire hundreds. Of, we actually inspire thousands of people. We've worked with thousands of people. And uh, most people show up. Uh, when we first speak. So coming up this fall, we've got two op- opportunities coming up and looking forward to them.
1: So in my mind, James, there are, are three primary types of speakers. One is a keynote speaker. One is what I call the platform seller, which I certainly know you play in that world. Mm-hmm. And then the third is the business builder speaker, which honestly, everybody should be a speaker to help build their business. So have you ever done keynoting number one? And I want to talk a little bit more about the platform selling world, but answer that first question.
2: I was just invited on my first one. (laughs) It's actually pretty cool. So it's a a pretty cathartic moment because we, we've never been invited as the keynote speaker to anything before until three months ago.
1: So when you get on stage, how do you determine how you can best let's just say, resonate with that audience. So, I mean, what are the keys to success from your perspective as to how to truly build rapport and make sure that the message you would like to deliver is the best fit for the people in the crowd?
2: Oh, that's a great question. So one of the things we make sure we do is pre-event, I make sure that the crowd is my crowd. I've actually spoken on stage. uh, This is a virtual stage at a crowd that was not my crowd. And it was the most awkward 45 minutes I have ever had. And and I don't know if, if you've covered this or not, Brett. It was, it was like normally I can just talk and talk and talk and talk for that 45 minutes, like the minutes took forever to go by. So, number one, we make sure that it's uh it's it's our crowd, uh, first of all. Second of all, and this is a this is a trick that I learned from Suzanne Evans. You know, you and I both know Suzanne's pretty big in our space. She is one of the most talented speakers that I know. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm telling you this is before I used to come in with you know, like kind of a a 45 minute, I had an hour, 45 minute, I had an hour, I had an hour, 15, I had an hour and a half version of a talk that I would deliver. Mm-hmm. And we would get, I would get pretty good conversions. And one of the things she said was, was, you know, try reading the crowd better about what you need to do and what you need to set down. And so that's where I really uh, have developed. And I think it's one of the best pieces of advice for people getting into this is being able to read the crowd and not forcing yourself to rush through the content based on timing. If you can strike, if you can build a bridge with a crowd and listen and read for that crowd, it makes a huge difference. So, you know, I'll give you an example. We sell uh, ninety-seven dollar tickets towards uh, one of our three-day events. We call it a "Courage to Launch." It's where online coaches and online healers come together to network, to build their businesses, and to really launch the businesses of, of their dreams. So, we sell tickets to that. It, um, they're ninety-seven dollars. They're not expensive. In one stage, I actually paid $5,000 to make this mistake. So in one stage, I got up in front of about 100 people, delivered my message. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was clapping. And I moved only 15 tickets. So we ended up losing a bunch of money on that particular stage. On the other one, and so that was a great wake-up call. So that was a great wake up call to be able to read the crowd to be able to read what was going on and so from that i was able to adapt and same content same offer and converted about 70% of the group next time so the big the big difference here is is being able to organically read the crowd and figure out what they're interested in, be able to and, and you're not changing the content. The content's fundamentally the same. You're just talking at, at their level, you're re-explaining things, you're you're showing them some some statistics or maybe showing them some case studies about, you know, what you do, how you do it, and and why they should care and why this is such a great opportunity
1: for them. So you talk about reading the crowd. You know, when you're sitting or standing up on that stage and there's bright lights shining in your eyes or whatever. How can you really determine if your message is resonating and you need to switch gears in some way?
2: Uh, it's a great question. So I am I am very interactive with the crowd. So I'm talking an N equals one perspective, Brett, and I think you have a better perspective or a, a more grounded perspective. I always see who's tracking in the crowd. The other thing is if I'm on a physical stage, I will actually come off the physical stage if I actually get an opportunity and to make sure that people are coming in and following and watching and tracking is one of the things that I'm really, really good about. Um, You can, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, I think, to see when when you start losing the crowd, when you have people pulling out their phones. When they start scrolling on social media, you know when they have the glazed overlook. When they have, you know, and, and you know, and doing it on YouTube, so if your podcasting, you can't see it. But I have the cheek on one hand resting, and kind of like the glazed overlook. You, you know, you've lost them. So, and and it could be for a number of reasons, right? It could be for the content. It could be the way you're delivering. It could be not the right crowd. I talked about that earlier. So there's many, many different uh, reasons for that, and I think it's one of the one of the hallmarks of being able to say my stuff isn't landing wrap up and let's move on. Does that
1: make sense? So you talked earlier, James, about different lengths of speeches and, and, you know, being able to adapt to however long you have to present. So what's the best advice you might have for a new speaker as how to properly, let's just say modularize their speech.
2: I, I always think you should be able to talk on five different things. And I don't mean five different topics. Please scrub that from your belief system right away. What I'm talking about, you have a specialty that you speak about. How can you break it up into five different points? So I run a signature course called Superpower to Business Success. is 12 weeks, and we do this inside the course. But let me give you the Coles Notes version, and you'd have to break it down yourself. We talk about the three W's. The three W stands for the three what's. What must be true in order for you to achieve the transformation of what you're selling? For example, I talk about um, helping online coaches and healers build a real business through email marketing and using joint ventures. That's basically fundamentally it. The three things that must be true are you have to have an 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 offer that converts Uh, You need to have a message that resonates and your marketing must work. Now, it goes way beyond that, right? For example, you can say you have to have a follow-up system. Um, You need to have the right mindset in order to succeed. You need to have the right uh, framework and technology in order to to, to thrive. Now, those last few aren't really my jam and they are true. So the, the question you have to ask yourself is the transformation in the thing that you are selling. What's the baseline coming in? What are some things... That must be true. Now, if you can build a story about 15 minutes per point, that's one of the best things. You can add and take away different points depending on your crowd, depending on your mood. And this is the great thing about reading a crowd is you're able to figure out where they are and you can, add, and you can deliver the most, uh, what needs to be delivered at the time.
1: All right, so you mentioned earlier that you got your first keynote presentation coming up. Congratulations on that, by the way. So in the platform selling world, it's fairly easy, to obviously, to measure how successful a speech is. How are you going to measure the success of a keynote presentation?
2: That's an excellent question, Brett. The answer is I haven't done it yet, so I'm not sure. What, what, the way I would see it going is, 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 is a twofold. So there's the actual keynote presentation, and there's also the post-keynote presentation. Mm -hmm. And the keynote presentation, you know, the the metrics that in this world we talk about are things like opt-ins, who's joined your list, who's actually attending a workshop or a five-day challenge that I would be putting on right afterwards to make sure we get those people in and moved on. I think the really interesting thing is how you leverage this opportunity. I think that makes more sense as a question. And the reason why I'm saying this is, you know, it's great to be a keynote speaker and most people would be thrilled and I am thrilled, don't get me wrong, and there's more keynote speaking opportunities out there. If you can demonstrate great traction with the crowd, if you can work together with the other speakers there, if you can work with the organizer, I think one of the things that's really amazing is the ability to leverage off that to search for other opportunities, both speaking and keynote opportunities in order to spread your message. You know, one of the, one of the and it sounds so weird, one of the safest things you can do for marketing is become a great speaker. When you become a great speaker, opportunities come in droves, right? Because you make money on your engagements, which means and which means organizers are looking for people to sponsor quote unquote sponsor or pay physically pay for their way onto stage. And it all comes down to being able to have something that's engaging and also something that's um, something that's engaging and also something that works.
1: You talk about the pay to play model that you have utilized in the past, and you had a failure at it, you've had success at it, or whatever. What advice would you give new speakers as to when it the, is the appropriate time to consider looking at pay to play?
2: Oh, good question. For me, it's when you get consistent conversions. Okay. So for me, it's when you've done, run like a webinar, a masterclass, a five day challenge, use some kind of pitch. Where you know if you have a room of a hundred you have an educated guess about how many you're going to sell that's the reason why you know we have a pro i have a mid-tier program called superpowered launch success which essentially tries to take you through the launch model over and over and over and over again and it's not because it's insanity what it is is learning right if you take it as a learning opportunity then the world's your oyster right so Let's say, you know, uh, Brett joins in and he gets 100 leads or 100 people have watched his presentation and he sold four of them, then we know based on the room of speakers, based on the room of participants, if it's worth him going in because he knows that from 100 people, you can guarantee four. Now, most people, you follow the model, will end up between sort of the 15 and the 25% conversion, right, in the in the 500 to $2,000 model, depending on what you're selling and and the product, but essentially, once you have those things ironed out, then it becomes the game of uh, numbers, right? When is it worth it? And, you know, we're we're getting to a point now where, you know, we started with $300 stages, and, and, and please don't, please don't mock those, because you, you need those to be able to move to the $2,000 stages, right? And you need those stages to get to the $5,000. And now we're starting to pay for, we have two $19,000 physical stages coming up, at the end of the year, and and quite frankly, we're going to make our money back and way more. And again, it's it's about knowing your business. So it's not just about knowing the conversions, but also in my model, we have I mentioned super powered business success, super powered launch success, two separate programs. One ascends from the other, and I know my ascension rates. So we're making more money than just the front end, and that's a really really important point.
1: Definitely so. If you're giving advice to a new speaker, James, and let's say it's in the platform selling world, doesn't matter whether it's pay to play or whether it's an invitation type situation, what would maybe your top three tips for building a successful speaking business be for a new speaker? Good
2: question. Number one is you need to work it backwards. What do I mean by that? You need to understand what you're selling and then the content you're speaking about needs to relate to that and and i'm going to be very clear about this right a lot of people try to um you know a lot of people when they first start brett and and this is actually i'm right on this one they try to speak to the audience in from a form of credibility from a form of you should listen to me because i'm an expert and i think what it really has to do is we really have to figure out what we're selling and work it and work it backwards so the crowd is enticed by you showing up just showing up and saying you're a coach on this or you own a business that does this it provides enough credibility already and the imposter syndrome sometimes is what holds us back so number one is we need to work backward from what we're actually trying to sell number two is just do it so you know Mm-hmm. I talk in my world about three things that 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 make businesses businesses successful. They are the right strategy. You have to be authentic with what you do. You have to have courageous action. That courageous action has failed more entrepreneurs than I care to count. It's the thing that makes the difference. And I've seen so many people say, "I'm not ready because I don't have a signature talk." I'm not ready because uh, I'm not a great speaker. No, you are ready. You just have to find the right stages. Now, should you be getting on the nineteen thousand dollars stages? Absolutely not. Not yet, right? Not until you're ready. Don't never underestimate a virtual stage with five people. It's five people. It doesn't matter. It's still a stage, and is still uh, you still are able to hone your craft. All right. The th- all go ahead, Brett. All right. Number three. Number three is growth mindset. <clears throat> you know, along with that courageous action, things that have killed. You know. Business dreams and speaker dreams are trying to be perfect. You will never be perfect. There is always another level that you can find, and you know, trying to be perfect. You know, when I when I hear people saying no to stages, it a lot of the times because they think they need to have their signature talk perfect, and there is no such thing as perfection. You are always going to change, right? Even this last event we were just talking about earlier in the podcast, right? Talk about curse launch. <clears throat> and uh, Brett Brett knows my business pretty well and and so you asked you were like how did you do and i was like well we were okay and there's all these opportunities that we have now back when i first created the event about a year ago it looked really good right it was the the max and the best i could create now i have a higher ceiling because i know myself better and i know my people better so you were always recreating now there is a growth mindset piece that needs to be established where you say you're going to do your best and, and leave it at that. So those are the three things that I would say. Number one is look backwards, work backwards so you you can design the right talk towards selling something. Number two, find courageous action, get on get on the actual stages that would help. And number three is the growth mindset to believe that you are always capable of doing more.
1: All right, such great advice, James. I do have a couple other questions I want to ask you. But before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgewaycom forward slash freebie.
1: And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. And my guest this episode is James Lamb. And James is a coach for entrepreneurs, healers, and others who have a message. They want to get out with the world. And they need help in doing that. And he's fantastic at doing that, certainly. So, one of my favorite questions to ask James is: All right, it, it's a bear your soul minute, minute here, and, and maybe tell me a mistake or two that you made somewhere along the way that was embarrassing at the time, but a valuable lesson learned, and something you would certainly advise aspiring speakers not to do.
2: <laughs> I I remember so. There's there's been one speaking spot that has gone just. What I would say, disastrously, it's not even bad; it's disastrously. And you know, it happened about a year ago. And uh, I'm I'm part of a, a a larger group of of joint venture partners called JVMM, and everybody in there is six, seven, eight, nine level figure entrepreneur. So I am probably mid tier at at best, I would say. And I remember one of the big shots coming in to say, "Would you do a, a talk to my?" to my group. And I did not have the right grounding. I didn't know who her group was. It was a 45 minute talk. And I went in there and when I go in there, I work with online healers and coaches. There was a bunch of professional salespeople there selling life insurance. Hmm. What in the world am I going to talk to them about? And so I got through it and it wasn't pleasant. It was actually pretty awful. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because, you know, be okay with being really good at certain things and also be okay with acknowledging that we have limits and not every stage is going to shine. And if you go, if you change your message for the stage, it never really works, right? If you change your message uh, for the audience, it never really works because you never end up approving. So you are going to select the right audience for what you want to speak with. And I will tell you this. So, you know, Yes, I'm pragmatically, I know a lot about business. Yes, pragmatically, I know about how to launch and market and message and things like this. I end up going to mindset stuff, which is still valuable, and every minute just felt painful, Brett. Uh, so I will never do that again. So essentially, make sure the stage is right for you. And and if you have an inkling it's not, I probably wouldn't go, especially in the beginning level.
1: So that raises a question in my mind, and that is, how much would you tweak, if ever, a speech to better fit the audience? And the, and the answer may be never in your situation, but I mean, there's a lot of people that say, James, you need to really study the crowd and tweak your speech to make it more resonating with them. Well, that's
2: an interesting question, because now I look like a hypocrite. And let me see if I can explain both sides. Earlier in the conversation, we were talking about reading the crowd and changing what you need to know, right? Now I'm saying, don't change whatever you do. And 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 you're probably like, you who are listening or watching are probably like what in the world is james talking about he doesn't know what he's talking about okay it's an interesting question so you know i i think what it is more based on is you need to be in the right industry you need to have the right target market but the target market may be motivated differently or educated differently what do i mean by that when you change so so the rule number 1 is make sure you're speaking to your target market do not deviate from that that's a terrible idea okay mm-hmm. Do not deviate. That talk to your target market. That's rule number one. Now, if you're in the target market and you're speaking, you do need to change things around depending on their experience level, depending on their level of knowledge, depending on the demographic of who they are, depending on why they're there. Right? You have to remember that when you get on a stage, especially as a uh, as a as, as a um, like as a vendor or you're trying to sell something, you are a guest on someone else's platform. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really important distinction to make. And it's what, you know, my coach Suzanne told me about, which was, you know, I I called her after this 15% conversion, which is not good for us. And I said, Suzanne, I think I lost a lot of money on this. And she's like, well, James, you probably did, first of all. And second of all, you brought American hamburgers to a Hawaiian luau vegan party. And I said, what in the world does that mean? And she said, well, because you didn't study the crowd and you didn't know who you were speaking to. So while the message was strong, you just brought the wrong recipe. Had you brought vegan burgers, it would be a complete different thing. They would be eating out of your hand, so to speak, right? But because you didn't listen to the crowd and you didn't take time to just appreciate who they were, that's why it failed. And it's been such a great lesson to be able to do that. So again, those two rules. Number one is you want to make sure you are talking to your target market. Do not accept anything that's not I would tell your target market, okay? Number two is when you are speaking to your target market, make allowances for taking more time, more explanation, be a little bit more organic and be engaging with the crowd and really feel what they want to listen to.
1: So in a platform selling situation where there's a multiple speaker event and I've been to hundreds of them, what, what speaking slot do you prefer? Are you a morning person, an afternoon person, a first day, a second day and after lunch, before dinner? What, what, what slot do you like to, to pick if you have This, a this is
2: This is a great question. And, and the answer is, I'm sure Brett has better answers than this. I, I really like the first option. I really like the, the, as earlier that I can speak, the better it is because there's more people there. In my opinion, there's more people there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and they're more open to offers, especially if I'm making an offer of some type mm-hmm. and they're more engaged. Now, there are, there are rules. I, I know, um, I don't remember her name right now, but she's big in the world and and she says you should have the last one. That's the only one. And I don't really understand the reason why. So from my experience, my wisdom, my perspective, I always like the first one. And there's so many things I don't know about this. That's what I would go with.
1: Yeah, I would. I would say that if a person is a true professional and they have really crafted their message and their offer and everything, they can make make any speaking slot work. So, you know, initially out of the gate, you're probably going to pay your dues. You're probably going to get the less than optimal speaking slots in a multi-speaker event. But understand it's part of the process. And then eventually if you get good, you have more say into what speaking slot you're going to get. But if you're a true professional, you can make any of them work. So... That being said, I want to give you a couple minutes, James, to tell people a little bit more about what you do. I know you have a freebie available that they can go get. Mm-hmm. So how do they get involved in your world if they so choose?
2: Yes. So uh, I work with uh, new and trying to build businesses, online coaches and healers and course creators. That's my jam. And I do a really good job of it. So we typically do do a lot of live group programs. That's 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 where we shine. So if that's something you are trying to build, or you're having trouble getting your message down, or you're having trouble finding your marketing or you're spending hours and hours on hours and on social media and not getting any results, you need to speak to me, quite frankly, and, and we'll make it easier because you don't need to spend hours on social media. It's a terrible idea. And I see it all the time. Okay. Um, what I would like you to do, we always have something going on. So there's a couple uh, addresses. One of them is absolutely go to lookaheadmarketing.com. That's lookaheadmarketing.com. And Brett's going to put in the notes slash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And we always have a freebie. Right now it's fast. Five Fast and Easy Hacks to Make Big Money from Small Lists. So a lot of the times um, in the coaching world, in the healing world, we always talk about list size and we always talk about, you know, the fact that you need to have 20,000 people to make cash on demand and all these things. And the honest to God truth is it's not true. There's so many different ways that we can make money and you're just looking at it not quite the right way. So that's one of the things normally we have always a free event if you want to come work together with me at a free workshop or at a free five-day challenge. It just depends on what we have going on, what time you listen to this, what time you download the, down, the freebie, right? And so uh, my encouragement is to come and join me because a lot of times on these workshops, Brett knows this better than anybody else, we, we work with people on the call. It's one of the greatest things that we can do. So, again, look lookaheadmarketing.com slash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E.
1: All right, super. Well, I want to thank James for being my guest on this episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. As always, I thank everybody out there for listening or watching. And if you haven't yet been, go to spotlightonspeaking.com. Register with your favorite service there to be notified of, up, of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.